Welcome to the Coastal Community Church Midweek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Shayla McCormick, and I will be your host. My husband, TJ, and I are the lead pastors of Coastal Community Church, a place where everyone's welcome because nobody's perfect and anything is possible. In this podcast, our goal is to bring the weekend message to life and to share stories that help you along in your faith journey. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Coastal Midweek Podcast. This week, we are in part two of the conversation where we were talking about eight things that Pastor TJ has learned over the last 12 years of starting Coastal, planting Coastal. I think this is something that, you know, all of us can get something out of. So if you didn't tune in last week, make sure and go back and listen to the last week's. But we're going to dive in this week. I think we're starting on number five lesson. So TJ, let's just dive in. Yeah. So uh, we're talking about the eight things that I've learned as a pastor and leader of the last 12 years. And, uh, and these are just birthed out of you know, just the reality of leading mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. And and there are many, many leadership lessons I've learned, but these are probably the the, the eight big ones yeah. that that I would say, hey, if you can take these and apply these in your life, yep. you'll see your life get better. And so number five, uh, this is what I learned, is that bigger did not fix what was broken in me. Mm. Um, wow. Th- this, is, this is one that everybody, no matter what, yeah. you know, say it again. What I learned is that bigger did not fix what was broken in me. Mm. Um, and and this one was was is way more personal for me. Um, and and I read this a long time ago when when Oprah was doing her show, mm-hmm. the number one question, yeah, that the guests on her show asked her after the show mm-hmm. was, "How did I do?" Mm. Think about this. We're talking about presidents. Wow. We're talking about famous actors, athletes, you know, the best of the best of the best in the world. Mm. And the question they asked Oprah was, how did I do? Yeah. Why? Because there's something that is inside of every single one of us that wants to know, how did I do? Yeah. We want to win. We want to be successful. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that there's something that is inside of us that that every single one of us has this desire to be accepted yeah. and liked. Yep. And I had to get to this place where I, I, I had to realize that I didn't get into pastoring a church or starting a church to please people, mm-hmm. but I got in this to please God. Yeah. Like I didn't start a church because I wanted to build a crowd. I wanted to, I wanted to be obedient to God. And, um, and I just thought as I got started in this, that the emptiness that was inside of me and the brokenness that was inside of me, that it would be fixed with if success. I just if I just got more people yeah. or I just had a bigger budget or I just got a building or I got a second building or yeah. I I made it on the 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 top 100 list or I made yeah. it on the top 10 of the top 100 list yeah. or if I made it multiple times like all the things that we look at and we would go oh that is success right I thought that that would bring a fulfillment to mm. the emptiness that was inside of me but what I realized is that as soon as I got those things, all I wanted was more. Yeah. 
Why? Because it didn't feel it was yep. it was fleeting. There were there were cracks that were in my life mm. that that I needed to fix, yep. not just continue to try to fill with more. Uh, more. Mm-hmm. And the problem with cracks is that if if you don't address the cracks, everything leaks through it. Yeah, or they get bigger. Or they get bigger, <laughs> and uh, and so what what I found is that in the season of my greatest success from an outside perspective, Mm -hmm. numbers were big, budgets were big on all the lists of all of those things. Mm -hmm. There was more brokenness in me. Yeah. And, and the pressure Mm -hmm. of bigger, better, more successful just started the weight of it started exposing those cracks more. Yeah. Because, because I was broken that everybody thinks, well, if I just get more then (laughs) then it'll be good. But the problem is, is that the more pressure- Pressure you know, busts the pipe. Yeah, Ed Young <laughs> says pressure busts a pipe. And, and the more pressure, the the more that those flaws mm-hmm. for me were being exposed yeah. to the point where where I was having mental breakdowns. I, I was struggling. Like I, I was I was realizing that I was finding my worth and my value in those areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, all of a sudden, these issues that I've had since childhood- we're coming out in my reality of my everyday life. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody talks about they 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 have different issues. A lot of people have daddy issues. I started to discover I had mommy issues, mm-hmm. and 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 I had to start to go, man. I, I've got to fix what's wrong with me, yeah. Because I'm not going to be able to help anybody long term if I don't fix what's wrong with me yeah. in this term. Well, and there's a lot of people walking through. You don't have to be a leader. No, to, to have this issue in your life, because a lot of us are trying to fill those cracks with stuff. Yeah. You know, if I can just acquire more, if I can just, you know, get that car, that house, that, you know, that bag, that whatever it looks like we think, well, you know, then I'll look better to these people or then it'll fill this place in my life. And it just leaves us wanting more. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's the weird part about it is that for a moment, it feels really good. Yeah. And then you feel even emptier yep. inside. Yep. It's it's like drugs. You know, people say when you you do drugs, you know, when you're when you're high, it's it's great for that season of high, but then it leaves you lower than you were before and you have to go do it again in order to to feel better. Yeah. Well they actually cycle. They actually say that in drugs, you have to do more at a more extreme yep. measure. Yep. To get the same high that you mm-hmm. got before. Well, and I would say that was probably true for you, not with drugs, <laughs> but you know, with success is you reach this certain level of success and that was good, but it doesn't fill it. So I'm going to work hard for this success again to try to get it, but I have to get even more of it yeah. in order to try to feel that again. And you know, it's just. And, and part of that was driven by, honestly, by issues I had since my childhood mm-hmm. with, with things that I had never resolved. And when I got in counseling, which yeah. I, I tell people all the yes. time, get in counseling. I don't care yes. where you are, where where you lead in life. You need somebody you can talk to yep. and be honest with. Yep. And uh, actually, Dr. Henry Cloud, who's a world-renowned counselor, he says, the reason people say confession is good for the soul is, is because it brings the unloved parts of our character to places of love. Mm. And I think that that's a, a great statement because those things that that are broken inside of you, the reason you don't expose them is because it's the unloved areas of your life. And what we need to do is we need to bring them to a loving place, to a loving heavenly father that can Mm -hmm. actually start to 
fix the brokenness in us. In yeah. us. In fact, when we first moved into this facility, I, I pre- preached a message, and this just came to my mind about this Japanese art called kintsugi. And uh, what it is 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 that when they would do pottery, they th- there would be cracks in it. And mm-hmm. most people would think when when you do pottery, you want it to be perfect. Yeah. And and so anytime there were cracks, people would throw those pots away. Mm. And what the Japanese did is they they actually developed an art where what they did is they they actually filled the cracks with gold, and it becomes a priceless work of art. Wow. And it's called kintsugi. And what I think God wants to do in our lives is that he wants to take the broken aspects mm-hmm. of our life and he wants to fill them mm-hmm. with his supernatural love. And all of a sudden he takes this broken thing and makes it a priceless piece of art yep. that is now on the display for the world to see that I can take the broken things and make them beautiful. Yeah. And and listen, if if you just continue to think that more is going to fulfill you, what it's going to actually do is it's going to cr- crush you because you cannot sustain right. the, the pressure that is out there because really the pressure does bust a pipe. And so uh, you got to fix what's broken in you. Well, and I think I, I just want to throw this in there. If you're somebody that's out there that you're going, you know what, maybe, maybe I need to do need to investigate some of these cracks that are in my life, or maybe I do need to talk with a counselor, but I don't really know where to start. You know, we have some great counseling resources. We have a list of counselors. It's available in the hub on a weekend. You can email us at info at coastalcommunity.tv. And we would be happy to give you just a resource list of counselors that can help fix some of those broken places in your life. So anyways, next, next one. Yeah. Number six, uh, don't play it safe, go for broke. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I had to preface that preface this with, with pastors. So I'll preface this with, with people as well. Uh, now I'm not saying don't, don't build margin in your life. Yeah. I'm not saying don't, don't have, uh, you know, uh, budget budgets <laughs> and your finances in order. Um, you're basically saying risk. Yeah, I'm saying that there are going to be seasons of life where you're going to have to take some really bold, yep. audacious risks of faith yes. and and just go for it. And you're going to have to push all your chips in yep. and just go, man, I'm, I'm going for broke right here. You know, my favorite quote is by an old revivalist named Leonard Ravenhill. And if you've been at Coastal any length of time- You've heard it a million you've times. You've heard it a million times, but it's the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized within a lifetime of the opportunity. And I think that there are gonna be moments where opportunity is gonna present itself. Mm-hmm. And if you've prepared right, yep. and if you've been looking for opportunity, then when it presents itself, you can't hem haul around it. You mm-hmm. can't go, well, I'm going to wait until things get in a mm-hmm. better position. You just got to take the risk yep. and go for the opportunity. And and you're going to have to go all in multiple times in multiple moments. Yep. I can remember um, this piece of property in Parkland. Uh, when we originally found this piece of property, it was listed at a little over $4 million. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing God so boldly tell me we're going to buy this for $1.2 million. And, and our trustees of our church who, who help uh, oversee the finances of our church and keep us in parameters when it comes yeah. to budgets and all that kind of stuff and approve all of that, mm-hmm. the spending throughout the year. I remember telling them, Hey, we're going to buy this for 1.2 million. And in a board meeting, them basically telling me, TJ, you're smoking crack. Like it's, <laughs> it's in the minutes of a board meeting TJ somewhere. Is smoking, smoking crack. crack. And, uh, <laughs> But I just knew like this was a God moment. Yeah. 
And 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 here's the funny thing is we didn't have one point two million dollars. No, we, we didn't. We we, we ha- had prepared we as had much prepared. as possible. Like yeah. I think we had like two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And uh and I remember going, man, guys, we we gotta do this. I just I just know it. Like I knew that I had a word from God. And, yeah. and when I'm saying go go all in. I mean, when you know God's yes. spoken to you, and when I say God's spoken to you, when I say God's spoken to me, I'm about 80% sure yeah. that God has spoken to me. Yeah. Um, and, and so I'm like, guys, we got to go all in. I'm like, can we put in an offer? And they're like, I, I guess okay. so. And I'm like, let's put in an offer for a million. And and they're like, man, DJ, you're crazy. <laughs> um, and if you get to know me really well, you'll find out that I am crazy. Um, and and I remember, you don't know unless you ask. All right. And I remember calling our realtor, and our realtor literally told me he's like, that is the most insulting offer I've ever heard. I was like, yeah, but you're obligated to put it in. So can you put it in? <laughs> don't be TJ's realtor. Yeah, no. do not be my realtor. And uh, he's like, okay. And, and I remember him putting in the offer. And he's like, listen, if you hear back fast, it's bad news for you. He called us back the next day. <laughs> I was like, is this fast? <laughs> is, that, is that considered fast? Uh, he goes, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. They have more offers and better offers, but they want to sell to you. And uh, if you'll go up to 1.25 million. The property's yours. The property's yours. And I'm like, sold. The only problem is, is I didn't have financing. I didn't have anything. <laughs> and uh, then I was on this this whim of trying to find financing. And and I remember- Nobody we, wanted to loan to nobody, a church. Nobody wanted to loan us money. a property that didn't have any assets. Right. And uh, I remember we were driving, it was a Monday morning, and yeah. we were driving on our way to grab some coffee yep. to just have a little date morning. And and I just had this this God moment where I was like, you know what? I'm supposed to ask them if they'll finance this property for us. The owners. The Mm -hmm. owners. And I called up a realtor and I was like, hey, um, another quick question. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that they would finance that if I gave them a quarter million dollars? Would they hold the note? Would they hold the note? Here's the terms that I'll go with. And, uh, and he's like, man, you are put like he was like, you are pushing like don't, you're gonna blow up this. You're gonna deal. blow up this deal. I was like, would you, would just ask, tell them like we'll find another. We'll do it anyways. We'll do but it. Would they? Would they? Yeah. And uh, 24 hours later, he calls us back. He's like, this is the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever. He's like, I've been a realtor for 30 years and I've never seen anything yep. like this. And we just went for broke. Yeah. And um. We we emptied all of our bank accounts and and we made this property a reality. Then six months later, we we started construction on this yeah. and we got some bank, uh, which I'm so thankful mm-hmm. for Wesleyan Investment Foundation. Yep. I'll give them a shout out uh, that took a huge chance on us, just mm-hmm. believed in us as a church yep. and loaned us four times our income at the time to build this current facility because they they saw that the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized mm-hmm. within the lifetime of the opportunity. And and we just took risks. Yep. And then during COVID, you know, a church calls us up and says, "Hey, do you do you want this property?" And 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 we, and we didn't have anybody coming to church except online. Any, <laughs> we didn't have anybody but online church, and we were like, "Yes, why?" Because the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized within the lifetime of the opportunity. Yep. And so, I think that there are seasons where you can't play it safe. Yep. You've got to go for broke. Yep. And it's a good principle. Um, well, a lot of us, I think. It, it's easy to play it safe because it's scared because risk is unknown. Yeah. You know, and there's something unknown on the other side of that. But that's really what 
what faith is and what the the idea of faith. It, faith isn't always risking things, but it is. There are times when you're going to have to step outside of your comfort zone and allow God to work and not it be dependent on you. Yeah. And I think there's some of you guys, maybe everything in life has been dependent on you for a while. And maybe it's time to step out of your comfort zone and risk in relationship or risk in that business or, you know, whatever that risk is that you need to take, maybe where you've been playing it safe, maybe you need to step out. All yeah. right. What's number seven? seven? Seven is this. You'll be successful in 10 years. <laughs> and, uh, and well, that's it, true. Probably marriage. It's yeah. true with your kids. It's true in business. Like it takes work. It, it is, but we live in an, in a microwave culture. Yep. Um, and I've just learned that success isn't achieved in a day. It's, it's achieved daily. daily. Mm-hmm. And so um, FM Alexander said this, people do not decide their futures. They decide their habits and their habits decide their futures. Yep. And we've been, we've been talking about habits a lot yeah, we over, have. over the last little bit and just building in good habits in our life because that's what's going to lead to the success that we so desperately want is what we're willing to do in our everyday life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, that, you know, in business yep. and in family yep. in parenting in church, yes, it's a grind. It is. It is really, really grind. And if you'll grind every day yep. and you'll grind consistently, yep. you will be successful. That's right. That's right. Um, I always say faithfulness leads to fruitfulness yeah. and really faithfulness just shows up every day, regardless of how we feel or what we see yeah. and continues to put in the work. Well, what's, what's funny when it comes to church, people, people always ask us like, well, what did you do to become successful? And and I say, man, we've, we've done the same things. Consistency. Consistently. Like we do the same four things we did when we were a hundred people, 200 people, yep. 500 people, 700 people, a yep. thousand people, 2000 people, mm-hmm. like the same things we, we do weekend services. Yep. We, we do next steps. Mm-hmm. We do groups and we do outreach. Yep. Like, those things have never like we've tweaked them, we've made them better. Mm-hmm. They look different. They different look a little seasons. bit different in different seasons, but uh, our our programming never changed. It yeah. just took time for the programming to change people. Yeah, and I think people try to jump from thing to thing to thing, thinking this will be the thing that will make it. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. If you know that you've got yep. the right, I would say, I would say systems. Mm-hmm. You just keep working the system and eventually the system will work. Yep. And uh, so many people are jumping around a lot. And, and our whole thing is, is, you know, we learned this a lot from uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Mm-hmm. It's it's the 1% better. Yeah, 1% change. 1% mm-hmm. change. I'm gonna get 1% better yep. every single day. And in his book, he, he shows this graph about if you'll get 1% better every day instead of getting 1% worse, at the end of one year, you'll be 37 times better wow. than you were the year before. Yep. And listen, if you got 37 times better every single year in your marriage, in your oh, family, yeah. as a parent, <laughs> a, as a, an employee, like, what you're going to achieve in yeah. 10 years is going to be astronomical. Yep. And so I, I just think that if we get better every day, then we will achieve success. It's just going to take a little bit longer. And listen, you're going to value it a lot more. Yes. Because, because you've worked. Because you've worked really mm-hmm. hard of, 
for it and you know what it takes. And if you know what it takes, you can always do it again. Mm -hmm. But if it just came out of the blue, out of nowhere, you're like, well, how did that happen? Well, I don't really know. Well, and I think that's most people's, a lot of people's approach in life is we're not doing anything different, but we expect the outcome to be different. I mean, I think I see this in people's marriage relationship all the time. Like you're not investing anything in it, but you want a great marriage, you know, and we have to constantly be doing that investment. Getting that 1% better. Exactly. Every single day in order to see the results that we want to get in our businesses and our marriages and our relationships. Yeah. And we have to be putting in the work. Yeah. That's why Galatians says, let's not get tired of doing what is yep. good. Yep. Like you got to do good things yes. consistently at just the right time. Whenever that time is, I don't know that time. I wish I knew yeah. that time. For us, yeah. it was about 10 years. We'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't throw in the towel. Right. Yep. And so I think that that's an important thing for people. And then number eight, and this is this is the one that I kind of just threw in that I think is really, really important, is that you got to constantly pay it forward. Mm. Yep. You got to be for someone else, which you wish would have yes. happened for you. Yes. And so um, for for my life, I've looked at it as, as I'm a church planner. So every every church planner that comes into our area uh, as a church, we invest in. Because yep. I wished every church would have invested in us. Mm -hmm. I, I actually think that it, it, a lot of them, they missed out on the opportunity of a lifetime. They could have said they were a part of making coastal Mm -hmm. what it is today. Mm -hmm. But but a lot of people chose not to be a part of that. So they don't they don't get the the ROI return on investment of that. Yeah. And so I want to do that for other people. Uh we did events like we just did for church planters. We do that on a quarterly basis for a group of church planters around here. Why? We just want to invest in people. Yeah. I want to do for others what nobody did for me. Yeah. And so I always remember what it was like in the beginning and go, hey, what what do what did I need back then? Yep. What do I wish people would have done for yeah. me? And and how can I do that for other people yeah. now that are in the same spot I was 10 years ago? Yep. And and I think that this is just a good principle mm -hmm. in life. Like, mm -hmm. how do we continually pay it forward? The Bible talks about if somebody asks you to go a mile, go two. Yeah. If somebody if somebody asks for your for your shirt, give them your cloak. Mm -hmm. You know, if if somebody slaps you in the face, turn the other cheek and let them I slap you. I thought you were going to say slap them back. No. <laughs> no, you but just go above and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think it's a healthy way. It's a it's a way for you to always remember mm -hmm. and to always it it reminds me to always be grateful. Yes. For all that God has done. He's blessed me in such a way that I can now be a blessing to yeah. others. And and this didn't just happen at this point. We've been doing this since the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Of man, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do for others what I wish would have been done yeah. for me at every stage. Yep. It is it's just gotten to be a greater measure as it's become more successful. Yeah. Well, and I I do think in in life there's a lot of people you know, and I think I did a message on this one time, where so many of us are walking through seasons where it's like, man, I wish I had this, or I I wish. I had more friends in my life or I wish, you know, like we all have these voids, I guess, in our life that we wish other people would do for us. And I just had this realization one time that your need is also your seed. Yeah, You know, like there's something in your life that you need right now, but God is going, if you need it, plant it in somebody else's life because they, they probably need that too. If you want friends, then be a friend, you know? And I think it goes to your point. Um, you know, to, to, to be giving back and yeah. it's going, what, what is it that I have void in my life that I can give to other people? And the Bible tells it like the law of sowing and reaping, yeah. like we will receive that back, but we sometimes have to sow in the midst of our need. Yeah. I, I, 
you know, this just because this just happened recently. I remember when we were in the middle of building this building in Parkland. Yeah. And uh, I remember that my friend, Justin Daly, mm -hmm. he sent us a check for $10,000. Yeah. And like, in, the, in that moment, like that $10,000 might as well have been a million, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and and how much that encouraged me and mm -hmm. and and just fired us up to keep going. Yep. And and I have a friend right now in Gainesville who just got his first facility. They're remodeling it right now, mm -hmm. and they're 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 in that same position we were. Yes. And and to be able to send them a check for ten thousand yep. dollars and go, man, we we believe in you. Yeah. God's going to do great things through yep. you. And and what that and and having him call me and go, man, I you don't the <laughs> wind that that put beneath his wings. Yep will help him soar for another three years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and we get to do those things today. That's right. That's right. Because we remember like yep. what was what was done for us or what we wished was done for us. Yeah. And, and I'm so, so thankful and that we get the opportunity to pay those things mm -hmm. forward. I'm glad you kind of ended on that because I, I do think it's something that we could apply to our life, you know, almost almost daily every in, in any season you're yes. in you can i you know i, re, I remember and I, I do this uh we were at a conference and uh i don't know if you remember this i i was i'd gone down front it was i think it was our first year of church planning we we're so we we're so broke and i was standing up there and and a pastor walked up to me i think he had met me one other time and and I'm pretty sure it was him that did it, but he walked up to me and said, "Hey, somebody gave this to me for you and handed me like a thousand dollars in cash." Mm. And and I mean, like we we were living off credit card, like <laughs> we were just trying to survive because yeah. um, we invested everything to make this thing yeah. try to go. And uh, what that did for me, and and every time I go to a conference, I always bring money with me, and, and I just. I just hand it out to guys mm -hmm. because I remember like what those things did and how I can be a blessing to yeah. other people. And I know that, that you're like, man, you just walk around and hand out money. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. And I don't have any problem with it whatsoever because everything that God has given to me, yeah, I'm a steward of, I'm, I'm not an owner of. Yeah. And, and the greatest thing that I could do is, is be God's hands and feet. When I think and given to other people, when you do that, God knows, like I can entrust, yeah, I can entrust you with more because you're going to do my work with it, and you're going to be generous with it, and you know you're going to give back with it. You're not just going to hoard it, yeah, you know. And I, and I think when we can apply the lessons that we've learned or give back in those ways, then God God continues to bring us opportunity to for Him to bless us and for us to be a blessing again, yeah. And it, it's a really powerful thing in your life. I think when you can live with the mentality of giving back, of blessing the people around you, blessing them with your words. I mean, think about how much words of encouragement we all need and the things that we need to hear in our own life. Why not give those words away to other people? Yeah. You know, the the text message, the phone call, you know, the the financial aspect of things and giving what we needed in those seasons, like being able to do for somebody else. So I want to encourage you guys this week, as you go about your week, think about things that you need in your life currently and give that away. Or think about the things that you've, you know, somebody's been a blessing to you in the past and go do that for somebody else and see the blessing that comes from that, not only in that person's life, but in your own life. And yeah. I think it can be a really powerful thing. Well, 
thank you guys so much for tuning in over the last couple of weeks. It was fun to kind of share these, you know, thoughts and, and ideas and growth that we've had over the years. And I hope that you guys learned something from that and that you have an amazing week and we will see you guys back here next week.